Hi, this is Eva. This is Nisi. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? Hello and welcome back to Do Y'all See This Podcast. This is Eva. And this is Nisi. Woo! You excited to be back? I am so excited to be back. <laughs> so, but I wanted to start with a trip down memory lane because you know that's how we roll. Uh, do you remember when we used to walk to Little Caesars and to Rack and Sack and get those little round sandwiches from Subway? <laughs> You know what's crazy? Um, I tried to I had I tried to actually talk to somebody about the Subway sandwiches and they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I felt crazy, but I remember us clearly walking there um to get these sandwiches. Um, the sandwiches aren't a big deal, but it was just like it was one of our ways to like decompress. Uh it was we would Go to Rack and Sack. Uh, for people who don't know what Rack and Sack is, it's kind of like um, an Aldi, but cheaper. And it, <laughs> it was, felt huge. It was a huge warehouse. It was the warehouse felt well. The warehouse was as big as like a um, what's that store? Uh, a BJ's or something like that. It was like a super center size, but it was all the stuff you would get from like a big lots or an Ollie's and then you had to bag all your stuff. So you literally had to, I guess it was the racking. You had to go through everything and then sack it yourself. I don't know, but um, it was just one of the ways that we would kind of like uh, get together and talk. Obviously we talked during school and stuff like that, but it was just like outside of school, outside of anything else being at home, we would just like take these little trips and they were kind of like our self-care moments. It was when we would just like talk about random stuff. Before that Kmart closed down, when I say it used to be this little alcove uh, where Little Caesars was inside of the Kmart. And we would just sit down in there. It was really never anyone in there. And I guess because people felt like, why would I eat Little Caesars at the Kmart? But I don't care. It was delicious. And it was cheap. And it's still <laughs> my favorite thing from Little Caesars is that cheese bread. I literally had it this week. <laughs> when the mister goes to get me something like a snack, that's like one of, one of the first things that he thinks of to go grab for me. Because it's like a near and dear thing to me to have that. Bruh. But let's discuss how much fitness we were getting in. I just feel like we were walking everywhere <laughs> when we were 15 or 16 years old. I mean, neither one of us was driving and the bus was $3 each way. So <laughs> I know why we were walking everywhere. I just feel like we did a lot more of it <laughs> when we were younger. We did. We did. We used to walk everywhere. We used to bike everywhere. Um it was really an excursion every time we had to go somewhere. It was never just like, now, it was never just getting up and leaving. It would be like, okay, hey, you want to go to blah, blah, blah. 
And then we would just go. And you wouldn't even realize that we were going. I guarantee you now, if you said to me, hey, let's walk to the 7-Eleven or let's walk to the, I'd be like, um, how about we hop in that car though? Like, I don't care how close it is. I'm good. We were joking around about, um, maybe we would have like, uh, be fitness accountability, um, buddies or whatever. And <laughs> I just had to tell Eva, um, that's not gonna happen, my nigga. Uh, look, I have no problem with setting a date with Eva and being like, okay, we're going to the gym today. Every Tuesday at two o'clock, we're going to go to the gym. I have no problem at 157 calling her and being like, so I'm not doing that. Uh, what I will be doing is enjoying this bomb, like honey bun or, <laughs> you know what? I'm tired today. I would rather just eat this blue bunny. Like I have no problem. So we can't be like, I don't feel judged by ever. <laughs> so there's no way that she can be my accountability buddy because I'm pretty I be pushing you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Look, absolutely not over here. Ain't no shame in our game. I will absolutely be like, um, these chips is calling my name and pull ups and push ups. That is not a thing on my itinerary. Oh, we value our self care. We know who we are as people. That's what it it's is. Just okay. So for this episode, we are absolutely going to be talking self-care. So after the break, we will be discussing and talking about what we do for self-care and what we think or what the internet thinks is the right kind of self-care. Relax, 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 All right, so we are back. So we want to start this section of our show with actual definitions of self-care. The first definition we'll be discussing is actually this one from the World Health Organization. They define self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. I think it's really interesting to see this self-care definition because it is more focused on the basics, on sleep, hydration, nutrition, on the medical definition of self-care. So there are a couple examples. Uh, we really want to discuss the self-care continuum when we're talking about medical care, which is what is our individual responsibility versus what is the responsibilities of our community and professionals. So when Macy and I were talking, we were talking about we're you know between you as a person who needs to drink more water raising my hand at this one versus uh, professionals and politicians and, and that type of thing, making sure that the water in our communities is safe to drink. So kind of like an example would be, uh, as Eva said, making sure that you personally drink more water. That would be you having your individual responsibility. You making sure that you get to the doctor's office, you get those checkups, um, trying to make sure you catch things before they get too far. Whereas uh, the way they treated Flint would be how your community is responsible. That would be community responsibility from professionals because they are you're supposed to be able to trust that you're going to get the water that you need and that water that you need won't be trying to poison you. 
won't be trying to kill you. Um, so that's um, that's like the literal differences that you can see in your individual responsibility and when your community is supposed to be responsible. So the second definition is a little closer to what we'll be discussing, which is from the Oxford Dictionary, and it is uh, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular in periods of stress. And so when we discuss kind of our taking an active role, the one thing that came up was the speech that the flight attendants give you, which is you must take care of yourself, but you must put on your own mask before you can help anyone else. Only when you have secured your own mask should you attend to children and other passengers. So we are going to be talking about care for body, mind, and a social connection. So Nisi, what do you do personal self-care? I don't know. It ranges for me. I I tried to do yoga. Like a lot of people were saying, you know, try yoga. Um, see, you know, it, it should distress you. Like I really do when I find myself getting upset, try to breathe through it. But I don't know, with this whole corona thing, my alone time is very like precious right now. And so it's like I rarely get as much as I want or probably need because me and the mister are both now on the same kind of work schedule. So, you know, that time when normally he would be at work and I could like have you know a little more time to myself to like watch my program or just sit around the house and do nothing it's kind of like gone <laughs> my time is like our time which I, of course I love to spend time with him and I'm sure he loves to spend time with me but you can't like I I grew up on a uh, only child so I'm sure most people probably think as an only child you would thirst for being around people but I'm not I'm one of those weird introverts who I have to like build up my energy battery for people and when it's gone it's just gone so <laughs> every day before I go to work I have to like get myself prepared like I don't even look at my schedule anymore because I don't want to stress myself about who I'm going to be working with I literally walk in blind like oh that's who I'm working with today oh looks like today's gonna suck that's fine and dandy I'm gonna keep it moving like I was saying with the yoga thing a lot of people were saying like it'll help your body it'll help you decompress I tried it I'm gonna be honest it really did help me be a little more limber but as far as anything else, I don't know. I would need like a whole room to be able to like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tall for a girl. Um, not as tall as ever. I'm like, I say five, nine and a half. <laughs> but I feel like I need more space. And what I have in my home right now is just not enough for me to really commit to this yoga thing. Uh, Ev, did you ever try yoga? How? Did, I mean, if you did, how did it work for you? I tried yoga. And every once in a while, I will try it again. It is not something that ever really worked for me. And definitely not on the, you know, meditative, quiet time, kind of stressing, de-stressing uh, benefit that often yoga is told to give you. I And I never feel so limber afterwards. It just feels like stretching, like advanced stretching to me. <laughs> so I don't do a whole lot of yoga. And it's funny when I'm t when I talk about self care, a lot of things that I love to do for me are much more active than I would think self care is. I love like creating things. I do a lot of beading, and I just started journaling again, which is very interesting and very a lot of fun. And actually, kind of a benefit of us starting this podcast, I started doing more journaling, which is a lot of fun. But I really like the 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 rush of project completion of knowing a completed item will come out of my work. So that I like I like decluttering and mostly just because I love lists. It's like check, 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 done. Um over this quarantine, I will say makeup has been a thing that I did not think I was going to enjoy as much, but I love highlighters. I just want to shine. And I just feel like I've missed out on 20 years of shining because I didn't know about highlighters until COVID. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, I've gotten more into the makeup. I never really wore it that much. Uh, I'm definitely starting to wear it more now. I don't know if that's because I'm older or what. Um, but I like trying out different looks. In the middle of the night, I have sent Eva pictures <laughs> of me and I'll have like a face full of makeup. And it'll be, oh, I just want to try contouring today. Oh, I just want to try this purple on my eyes. Or, you know, <laughs> so she'll wake up to be all these messages, all these pictures of me. <laughs> having a full-on fashion show at like 1 30 in the morning so <laughs> I, I've been doing that I like to sing I've always liked to sing so that's like always been a thing that like can balance me it's so funny because um the mister will be like oh you must have had a bad day today because I'll be singing like all these gospel songs in the shower I didn't realize that I was like having like corresponding songs <laughs> because I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has 20 minute concerts in the shower. Like you think you're just going to get in and get out and I get in there and I turn on some music and I am full on singing all of Jasmine Sullivan's hotels, all of, you know, um, Beyonce, like it's a full on concert, obviously without the choreography, I don't want to fall and hurt myself, but I feel like music really does help like just bring you not down, but it helps to bring you out of your own issues. Yeah. Yes, big agree. Do you ever use music for anything? Oh, yes. I have a whole cleaning playlist, and I agree that music is so good. It's for the soul. And But my cleaning playlist is very eclectic. There's lots of different stuff in there. Uh, Hamilton jams, because that is my favorite soundtrack ever. <laughs> she she did get me caught on it. There was a very long time where I was like, Hamilton, I'm good. And then I watched it. And it was bomb. I make excellent life choices. <laughs> You're welcome. And now I know all the songs. Yes. And mixing it up with things like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion and, you know, the new group Ain't Afraid, which we just found. And I just love those two, the twins. Oh, I, yeah. So I think your music should be, you know, played loud. It should be, have you jamming around the kitchen. And when people walk in, they should be like, oh, it's cleaning time. <laughs> but uh, yes, absolutely. It's a great way to de-stress and, and if you need it, sometimes I use Here Comes the General. And that's like my hype song when I have to go to work. <laughs> the General song? The General song is the one? Absolutely. Yes, Here Comes the General. <laughs> so absolutely. I love, love, love using music. So you were telling me something about another specific way that you de-stress. You want to talk a little bit more about that, Nisi? I am one of those people who consistently keep headphones on them. It is the way that I manage my social connections. It is the way like I can when I get um when I go to stores or if I feel like I need to go anywhere pretty much. I'm not even gonna lie, anywhere. I don't care if I went to the park. I don't care if I went to church. I'm gonna put some headphones in and it's just because I need people to understand because people don't understand if your ears are free, they feel like they're free for them. And I cannot be for you at all times. <laughs> I will literally see people talking to me and start moving my head as if I'm listening to music just so they realize I can't hear them and there is nothing playing through them suckers. And that's okay. Like I, there's no shame in me. One, they're not going to know. I mean, how would they know? Um, I mean, y'all may know now, but I don't care. You can't. What you going to yank? Busted. I say you're busted now. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Because 
Ain't nobody pulling no headphones out of my ears. And I don't know. It's just, it gives you, it's, I, I love to have a barrier between me and people. It makes me comfortable. And that's one of the other things that I feel like I'm not afraid to do. I'm not afraid to set boundaries with people. I think there's maybe a few people in my life who can just bust through my boundaries and I will just sit there and take it. One is my mom, one is my husband, and sometimes ever. I say sometimes ever because I will freely normally be like, I don't want to talk about that, but then I'll bring it up like two minutes later. So it's not the same with her. It's like a boundary that's not real. (laughs) But when you set boundaries with people, it's a thing where you just people, you can't expect people to not know what they can't do. People automatically are going to always have their self-interest as the thing that's front forward for them. So you have to keep that in mind when you're trying to protect yourself. You have to keep your self-care at the forefront of your mind. So kind of my mind, I take it as like selfish care sometimes. Like you have to take those moments. You have to be like, okay, I know right now I need to go into this store. I know that I need to get these eight items and I need to get out of this store. I can't be in here. I can't let, especially since I work at a grocery store, it's a little difficult sometimes to have that moment between leaving work, like getting off work and leaving, like actually leaving the store. I have a whole alarm set on my phone that goes off and says, you're gone by now right you're gone by now right like it literally just goes off it's, and I said it for like 20 minutes after I'm supposed to be off work that way if I have any conversations that's going on if I'm just in the store shopping because sometimes you get caught up in shopping you're not you're like oh maybe I'll get this for next week or whatever and I found that if I had that alarm I'll be like nope I don't need it I don't need it oh this conversation is going on too long I gotta go I gotta go so I find that to be a helpful way for me I've always been an avid reader But now I find myself more pushed towards fiction. It's just that I feel like I can get reality by turning on my phone, by turning on the news, by going to work, by being outside. I get the real. And sometimes I just want to escape into a story so out of here that it can't be real. And I discovered this writer online and I'm actually going to shout him out. I don't know if it's a he or her. But they go by NT Laser. It's actually at n.t.laser, L A Z E R. And you can find them on Instagram. They do these great short form fiction stories. So you have maybe, they'll, they'll have like a prose up where it'll say, um, today you woke up and found out that all superheroes had their number power on their hand. And you woke up and found out that yours is 13. And then that's just the pros. And then when you go to the next slide, it'll start like right into a full story of what that what the, this writer decided to do with that prose. And it's only maybe, I don't know, the most I've ever seen is 10 slides. And that's including everything. Like he sometimes has ads at the end or whatever. But it feels like sometimes it's a fully flushed out story. Sometimes it's not. But like I said, it just gives me a little escape. So it's something I can read like on my brain. I can read right before I go in. I can read when I'm leaving. It just gives me a little escapism in my day. So for me, that's the kind of things I like to read. I know Eva enjoys that as well, but she's into a couple of other things too. So particularly just going into quarantine, well, probably within the last couple of years, I've really gotten into graphic novels and I just, I love the format. I think they don't get enough, you know, props for what they are. They're excellent forms of literature and excellent ways to get your story across. I recently 
read the Princeless series, which is by Jeremy Whitley. And there's actually two, which I really like. One is more for middle grades. And then you, it actually has like a spin-off series by, um, about the Raven, about Raven, the pr- pirate princess. And that one is a little bit more older, is a little bit for older kids. But then if you're looking for adult graphic novels, there's so many great options out there. Rat Queens is another series, which is so good, but it's absolutely for adults. These are, you know, it's a group of misfit women who come together and kind of cause havoc while they're fighting mythical creatures for these towns. I just, I absolutely adored Rat Queen. So Nisi also has been reading some graphic novels. Okay. So I tried to get into the graphic novel thing because I do enjoy comics and I really enjoyed them as a child. Oh. But I don't know. Were they not graphic novels? (laughs) Some of them go a little too dark for me. But I'm more towards, like, the comic characters. So I like to watch, like, Justice League series, like the movies and the the little shows and stuff like that. Not so much, like, the CW ones, but there's actually, like, a Justice League series. I'm going to need you to put some respect on Black Lightning name. <laughs> Whatever. Um, What's his name? Scooter? I'm good. I'm good on Scooter. Tell me you realized that Black Lightning was the guy, it was Scooter on uh, Living Single. No, no. Yes. Aw. Yes, Scooty Pooty. Yes. That's why I'm good. He can't, he can't save nobody. No, I'm going to go and watch me some Living Single. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I was saying, it just, the Justice League series, is. I feel like you get to, like, you get to get Batman, you get all, everybody's all mixed in, you get to have, um, they actually have a full storyline, so over, like, the season, you can see, like, changes and stuff, like, Hawkgirl, and, um, they got the, the black, um, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name now. But it's the Black Green Lantern he's in it. Um, It's really good. It's really, really good. So like, these are all escapism things for me, but it's, I don't fall into them all the time. So it's, that's why I feel like it's self-care for me because it's like, okay, I need to, you know, had a stressful day. Let me watch something that's going to make me laugh. Let me watch something that's a little insane, a little bit, you know, just something to entertain myself. And I think that's a good point that sh- that Nisi just made is you have to know who you are as a person, like what you need to to move forward, to care for yourself, to have that that selfish moment. And, you know, it's like comic books and, and reading and, and skincare. Which is another thing we've gotten into over the quarantine. I have the best skin in forever. Like these last six months, eight months at home. And all I focused on is making that skin delicious. And you know what's crazy? For me, most of my life I've had, I dare say, perfect skin. With this COVID and having to wear this mask every day, I don't know what is going on. Like... My skin, I I do feel like number one, it has slightly betrayed me. Um, I did take it for granted. I know. I apologize. Please forgive me. But I just feel like I had the perfect skin, and now my skin is like you were taking care of us, but COVID don't like you. Like you ain't get COVID, but you have mask me now, and it's like a real thing. And I was going through this cycle of I would get like these. Uh, bumps on my face and then I would like um because I would have to go in and wear the mask like I say I wear it from the time I'm in there to the time I'm out and it's just like all this moisture sitting on my face so I would have the mask on 
then I would get these bumps and then for like my one day off because of course can't have two days off um you have one day off and then my face would be like okay it can dry out it can by the time I get ready to go back to work it's almost good again right and then I'm right back in there and the cycle starts again and it's just like it's the most annoying and frustrating thing because it's like, thank God I have this mask on because no one can see this. And then it's like, oh, but I have this mask on because so people can't see this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's this weird, very frustrating cycle. Um, so one of the things that I did start to do is um, I had found this um, Neutrogena Rapid Clear. It's for stubborn acne. And it's more so for, it's, it's supposed to be, like I was saying, those times when my face would naturally start to heal itself, it would just help me to heal a little quicker under the mask. So now I'm in this place where I'm trying to repair my skin, get it back to where it wants to be, really. And those one of the things that's really helped me. They have like these wiping pads that you can use. Uh, I've recently just invested in a steamer, a facial steamer. I'm excited to see how that's going to go. Fancy, fancy. I know. I know. I know. I know. The thing get hot, like it get crazy hot. Um, but I am supposed to back up from it. <laughs> I'm, I reread the directions. I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm too close. I'm too close. I'm too close. But um, it has really been helping. Uh, my skin has been slowly getting back to where it needs to be. But that's okay because I know I'm gorgeous with or without my skin being perfect. Luckily, you know, I, I look good. But... I feel like just making sure you have moisture in your skin is really going to be, <laughs> it's really, really, really going to be a thing that's important right now. I feel like everyone's skin is going through these extremes with the mask on, um, just breathing onto your own face every day. You're just, you're just giving yourself the wrong type of moisture. And so then you take it off then your face is dry out. So it's just Everybody, of course, this this Neutrogena thing isn't going to work for everyone because everyone's skin isn't the same. But I just think this could be something that you could try. They aren't too expensive. But like I said, just try to moisturize. Try to take the best care of your skin that you can. That's right. It's the biggest organ you have. So you better take care of it now. Um, so in addition, as Nisi was saying, I just started doing moisturizing like regularly. You know, you lotion up your skin, but maybe not so much your face. And I just started really focusing on like getting a good skincare regimen and then I after I got my skin kind of really nice then I started doing chemical exfoliation which is a lot scarier <laughs> sounding than it actually is in practice basically I, I you know wipe my face down with a handful of liquid once a week and I wake up with excellent skin the next day and I'm like oh 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 <laughs> so what are you using for exfoliation so I have an overnight exfoliating acid <laughs> or treatment that I got yes and I actually just picked up retinol. I haven't actually used it yet because that actually is frightening me. And I, I'm very scared of retinol. So yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to work it in eventually, but. I am very interested in retinol. Right now, I can't find it to show you. Um, I am use, planning on using this um, hyaluronic acid. So I am a hyaluronic acid fan. That is one of my favorite things. Yes. And then I just started niacinamide was what I started with. Oh, and you got my my, my brand. You like Damn. them too? Oh. I love the ordinary. Oh. <laughs> I love these guys. But 
I love them. They are. They were made for me. It's basic. Nisi, we literally cannot. Shut up! She's showing me her box right now. <laughs> hold on. Let's pull it back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She is literally showing me her box right now of the ordinary. And I want you guys to understand, this is so organic. We have not discuss this we did discuss like different things that we want to talk about in this episode but i just randomly <laughs> brought this up and this heifer has it every single time she has it every single time it's out of control i didn't even <laughs> tell you that i went to the store and got this like last month that is when i say guys we, we have done this so many times consistently over the years oh my gosh yes i cannot believe that you actually have this oh my i can't i can't that's who got me into skincare i was like six dollars um, it ain't nothing skincare. it ain't nothing nothing and i mean and it's so easy it's so basic it's literally the ingredients that are good for your skin and nothing else <laughs> like there's no bells and whistles the branding is very you know small and quiet the boxes aren't pretty <laughs> well see i i like I, I like to I like to believe I'm a mi- minimalist. Yeah, I am definitely uh, a minimalist at heart with a, a hoarder uh, outer shell. <laughs> I like to get things. I like to have things. But Ev, I oh my gosh, you don't want to. I'm about to put it on my face right now, just because, just because we're on we're we're doing this right now. I cannot believe this. I love this, and this happens every single time. <laughs> but where were we? So moisturizing, I do a lot of research when I start thinking about putting things on my face and all the other stuff. So the the Ordinary is such a great brand because it's so simple and just so easy. It can be a little overwhelming because there's a lot of products. <laughs> they have so much stuff. But if you know basically what you want, you can go out and find really basic ingredients and things you can incorporate into your routine that do such great things. Like I, I started with niacinamide. And it's literally just niacinamide serum that you put on your face once or twice a day. And it cleared up my skin so much. I was just impressed. And then I found really moisturizers that I really like. Right now, I have a CeraVe tub. This is my night moisturizer. It is like she thick. The girl is (laughs) very, very thick. (laughs) Not she thick, though. She got body out of Yes. But you use so little and, you know, and there are people who who use a whole lot. I don't have to because I also have an oil that I use. But that's from Nisi. Nisi was actually using facial oils before me. And I was like, ooh, that sounds nice. (laughs) So I started doing that in the last couple months. And it's just, it is about finding those routines. And it's really nice because it does become a self-care routine. At night or in the morning, you spend 15 or 20 minutes rubbing luxury oils into your face or or lotions and and creams and all the potions. And it it does. It makes you feel good. It's a great routine to, to lead me into bedtime, which I really like too. I mean, be honest with yourself. You are worth it. You deserve it. Um, if you're gonna, if you can spend ten dollars on a pizza for yourself, you can spend ten dollars on getting yourself better skin, better self care. I don't care if it's just spending. Go to the Dollar Tree and get yourself some headphones. Like I don't care if you just go get yourself a small treat once a week. You are worth taking care of. And if no one's gonna do it, why shouldn't it be you? So when we come back, we're actually going to get more into um, more into the self-care, but we're going to talk about uh, setting up a self-care community more so. And we'll be back. This is not a test. It's the real deal. Help me. 
talking about self-care and self-care is great but sometimes what you need is just care and so you should really work also on setting up an environment of care around you so Mies is going to start us off with some suggestions for real life okay so I'm going to harken back a little bit to some of the things we discussed we kind of touched on earlier but reaching out to your personal community I think is one thing um, that is very important I think that you should have people in your life who understand what you're going through just so just so you can have that relief. I recently was having a conversation with a friend and I was telling her like I really enjoy like we had we have always been planning to like meet up and like just life was getting in the way of us um, actually having uh, converse not conversations like we would text and stuff like that but we we rarely were able to actually meet and so we had finally sat down and met and we when I say it was a full just offloading session and what was great about it is that I didn't leave from that conversation feeling like I had just unloaded on someone and left them with this heavy burden like I felt like she was able to unload onto me as well and we were able to have a full conversation and it just I don't know it was it was so for me it was so therapeutic it was um it was something that just I needed and I didn't realize it. So, and she was someone I had already kind of told, you know, a few things that was going on in my life. And so she was, you know, constantly like checking up on me. How you doing? This, that, and the other. And it was just, it just felt so good to have someone who didn't have to, but chose to check in. And so I, I find her to be uh, someone who I accept in my personal community. She is someone who I know that I can reach out to. I'm not going to say her name because I did not discuss this with her beforehand, but um, you know who you are and you were there at time when I need you and I know you'll be there again. So I, I definitely think that's one way to set up your community. Another way is definitely to, when I was discussing setting up your boundaries, a, another way to do that is to not, you can't expect people to do things that they don't know you expect. So having unexpressed expectations on others is one way of not setting up your community. If you know that you're the type of person who needs hugs every day, you need to express that to those around you. So that, because if you are always, let's say I'm always around my husband and I know that, you know, when I feel down, I need a hug. If he doesn't know that, what exactly is he going to do? Like, of course, I would want him to know. Of course, I want him to read my mind. You know how as crazy women are. We want them to automatically know, you know, she's feeling down run over and hug her but that's not a a real quality (laughs) not yet anyways so you have to let people know hey if I reach out to you I need this if you know if I'm feeling down I need this if I'm feeling great I need this from you so you have to make sure not to carry around unexpressed expectations because all you're doing is setting yourself up for disappointment and unhappiness in the relationships that you're having around you So one other way is checking in with your community. Just like I said with the young lady who I was meeting with, I wasn't just loading off on her. I was checking in with her to see how she was doing as well. And I think that is definitely a major way to keep your community something that's a healthy relationship because no one wants to always be the person who's just like when they call you, you just have to sit there and listen. And I mean, we all have those type of friends and it's fine, but do you want to be that friend 100% of the time? 
be honest with yourself. So those are a few of the things that I kind of, um, I try to put into my real life. Eva, what are um, some of your suggestions? I absolutely agree with Nisi that you need to know who you are and what you need for self-care, how to tell people what you need so that they can give it to you because people aren't mind readers. We haven't quite evolved there yet. So if you need acts of service, and that does go back to one of those things is, you know, if there's a thing that you need, you need to tell someone, I need hugs. I need you to take the trash out when I ask you to do it. These are all things that make you able to to de-stress or do whatever you need to do to, to take care of yourself and everything around you. All right. So I also like the idea of checking in with your community. The COVID-19 has really limited how much how much we can physically be with the people we love and physically get what we need from our community, from our friends and family. But it's also provided options like Zoom and Skype and all of these things. Text message, which has always been an option. And please, if you know who I am as a person, text me, text me, text me though. Just like the, there's this meme going around that says that this meeting could have been an email. This conversation could have been a text message. Yes. Look, I am absolutely introvert. I have accepted this about myself. I will look at a phone call and go, nah. <laughs> so text me, please. Text me, though. But there's also, again, reaching out to those in your community. There's options. I... Um, recently sent a gift basket to my sister with all of my skincare favorites just because she had been talking and we had been discussing a little bit about you know her skincare and everything and it was just you know those little moments and it really made me feel good and it also was you know a present that came in the mail for my sister which is always a really nice thing too so we're going to go ahead and take a break and when we get back we will start talking about the do y'all see this moment of the week the event all right so we are back in this self care episode and it is now time for the do y'all see this moment of the week and I have decided to find something well it found me let me say that I feel like laughter is a great self-care moment it's always going to be something that can uplift you I'm definitely that person when I am uncomfortable I'm going to find something to laugh about because I do not like being uncomfortable but this moment I was just happened to be watching a tv show with the mister and this um what is his name John Oliver was doing a a piece about just you know he he talks about all kinds of like things that happen during the week and then he'll have something like and um did you miss this I can't remember what the section is and it's something like now see this so I want to preface what I'm about to talk about with my um just letting everyone know how disappointed I am in the trolls in the twitter warriors out there who have not really been on their jobs I don't understand how all of you have been out here searching down old tweets of people how you have been finding these old pictures of them but not one of you has mentioned cop rock i'm gonna say that again not one of you have mentioned cop rock yes i said cop rock now whatever your mind just went to i guarantee it's not this cop rock i'm gonna read just what it is and then i'm gonna tell you a little more cop rock was an american police procedural musical television series that first aired on ABC in the 90s. 
The show was co-created by Steven Bochco and it had several different executive producers. He also served as one. Um, the show is a mixture of musical performances with comedy and serious drama. And this show, I want you, I want you to understand, this show was not on for one or two or three episodes. This show had 11 episodes. Now, I want you to personally go find the clip and, and watch the shows on YouTube. But one that I really, really want you to watch, you will find so much enjoyment, so much laughter in this just because of the absurdity. Like uh, Moesha's daddy is in it. He plays a prosecutor and they sing. They sing in this. And the best episode that I found was one where the guy is a, he's a seller of young children. I'm going to actually put the clip in here so that you can hear it just so you'll have the, the moment where you're like, what? And then I want you to go watch it for yourself so you can actually see it happen. So I'm going to discuss it with Eva. Um, I'm going to discuss it from here on just as if you've, uh, I'm putting it right here. And then we're going to discuss it just as if you are actually hearing it and seeing it. just let Eva hear it and all I have to say is I am your baby merchant tots are us no I've never <laughs> heard this show I've never heard of this it's so bad this is so but bad you have to see how serious everyone is singing it and the way that the couple is really contemplating it it's so good it's so bad that it's so good <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm disappointed that no one has brought this up. I'm glad that John Oliver brought it to me so that I could bring it to you. If okay. you want to, and I hope you do, want to continue this, do y'all see this moment? Please contact us on Twitter at YallPod. I am going to put this clip up if I can. I am definitely going to blast it everywhere because I want everyone to see this. I want everyone to have this moment. Just take a moment out of your day. It's like three minutes and laugh because if you can't laugh at this, what, I mean, do you even care for yourself? Like, come on, really? So thanks for listening to us and you're going to catch up with us, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that. All right, so if you have suggestions for future moments, questions, or just want to give us great feedback, reach out to us at doyallseethispod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to us. and Have a great day.